Thank you for tuning in to another live episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by Hidden Fit Secrets by Derek Santiago. Do you not have time for meal prep? Do you struggle with not knowing what to eat? What if I told you he can teach you how to eat whatever you want while achieving your desired fitness results? Learn how to eat smarter and healthier through food awareness and change your food habits. Follow Derek right now on Instagram at Derek San Diego or visit his website at www.hiddenfitsecrets.co. That's www.hiddenfitsecrets.co for more information. That's Hidden Fit Secrets by Derek Santiago. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Hutchinson at the Old Robinson Public Relations and Media Group Studios right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Happy Saturday afternoon. I hope you guys are enjoying a beautiful weekend. It was raining a little bit, but I finally made it home from hitting a hike five miles. My 32 days of walking five miles. I feel amazing. I just made it back right before the rain and then it stopped raining. You know, it reminds me of being in Jamaica with the, you know, uh, the liquid sunshine. It rained for like five minutes and the sun come back out. That's what it reminded me earlier today the clouds got so dark and got gray i'm like what's going on <laughs> just made it back home and um it was a great amazing walk a lot of people was out going through the hills and trails and waterfalls and it was, it was I, I do my best thinking when i'm walking in nature it just calms me it just relaxes me and i come up with a lot of great ideas and topics about what I want to talk about or you know I get my mind around some things of what I have to do or what I need to be doing so it's a beautiful thing man I hope you guys are doing well oh, man you know so many people are not you know so many people are struggling whether it's the recession whether it's the pandemic still and the monkeypox and the, you know war and you know gas prices food prices you know, health insurance premiums is just really stressing people out. And this is what today's show is all about because people are dealing with a lot of stress, especially people who are suffering from hypertension and, and diabetes. So we want to talk a little bit more about how you can really, really work on your stress management because it's imperative that you do that, okay? So I want to give a shout out to, you know, the Diabetic Cuisine Spices once again for sponsoring the show. If you haven't picked up these spices, man, I'm telling you, it's a flavor game changer. Put it all on your favorite foods from stir fries to grilling to roasting, um, frying. I don't want to do frying too much, but you know, for most people who love to fry foods, you know, I mean, rotisserie, you know, from meatloaf to burgers to you know, sauces, you know, just whatever you want to put it on is, is, is great. And um, we've been using it and, you know, it's been really enhancing our taste buds, enhancing our foods. It's salt-free, all natural ingredients come in two different flavor spices right now. Uh, garlic and herb with sesame crunch. It's a beautiful, people love it. And then these savory citrus all-purpose as well. And then you can find it at the website at www diabeticcuisinespices.com and the the response and the feedback feedback has been tremendous people are loving it and getting it and big bottles going for great price points as well so you know it's diabetic cuisine spices you know we're all about you know helping people who are suffering with diabetes and hypertension obesity or just mom and pop restaurants uh, hospitals nursing homes uh, uh, correctional facilities, universities, anywhere that there's a kitchen and you're using some spices, <laughs> these are great spices for you. So, yeah, we appreciate that once again. Um, I'm talking, supporting uh, the show, and also shout out to Sandra Healthcare, who has been instrumental uh, to to buying it and implementing our, our spices into their diabetic program for seniors as well 
Shout out to them and shout out to Bronze Mill Garden who's actually uh, want to do a tour soon, you know, as far as diabetes are concerned. So it's a beautiful thing, man. We're, we're happy to be partnered up with them and really trying to make an impact in the world as far as diabetes is concerned. And shout out to the um, European Diabetes uh, Federation for allowing us to really, really use their curriculums, education courses to really keep abreast of what's going on with diabetes around the world. You know, according to the World Health Organization, over 400 million people around the world are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And according to the American Diabetes Association, over uh, uh, 33 million people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and over 88 million people were diagnosed with pre-diabetes, pre-diabetics. So the numbers are huge, okay? So the cost of diabetes right now, you know, is running up 480 something billion dollars a year. And it just wants you to keep, you know, maintenance, you know, staying on top of it. And a lot of these diabetes insulin manufacturers, you know, they raise the cost of the insulin around 5,000% because they know people are in need of the insulin. So, you know, people are actually getting rich. Big pharmaceutical companies are actually getting rich, you know, off people just maintaining. So I need you to focus on prevention and I need you to focus more on reversal, okay? Because those type of things is going to cost you thousands of dollars a year around. The average diabetic sufferer is going to spend close to sixteen to $18,000 a year just off maintenance. And that just, you know... Prescription. That's not talking about going to the eye doctor. That's not talking about going to the dentist, getting your nerve checked, getting blood work done. COVID is uh, insurance policy increases, you know, or hospitalizations. Like anything can happen with complications of diabetes, you know. So, and that can really stress you out. So, we want to make sure that you guys are taking uh, advantage of listening to the show, listening to the tips, reading more about your diagnosis, reading more about how you can reverse type 2 diabetes and if you need help with that go to the website www.yourbestlifestyles.com and purchase the book you know uh, get rid of diabetes now seven proven strategies for reversal and it's a book that I've written you know sold all over the world right now and also you know proven strategies I mean I once was in your shoes I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes 2010 that almost killed me my A1C was a uh, 9.9.5. My blood glucose was a 16, 1680. I'm almost dead. They transported me right around the corner <laughs> from my doctor's office to the emergency room. You know, uh, two traffic lights cost me around about $1,200. And uh, that's without insurance. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a big bill. And for three and a half days, I was in the emergency room. I, I was in ICU. You know, for three and a half days, and that hospital bill almost cost me 30 grand. So, you know, we want to make sure that you're saving money. So, you know, uh, if you're not familiar with diabetes and then you get diagnosed and you have a, a, a situation and you get, you know, you're afraid, you're, you know, you get scared. Let me tell you something. Diabetes is not a death sentence. Okay, let me repeat that. Diabetes is not a death sentence. Okay. However, it can be a reset on your life, depending on who you are. Okay, let's be clear about that because most people, when they get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, they think, oh my God, you know, life is falling apart. No, actually, life can just be falling into place, you know, because your body is just telling you, hey, we need to stop doing what we're doing. You need to stop killing us. You need to stop eating all this and drinking all that, you know, and, and your body's going to have... Uh, a negative uh, uh, reaction to that. And that's what happened to me because I was spiraling out of control. I was stressed. I stressed for a career. I was uh, going through a nasty divorce, you know, losing two businesses and, and properties and 39 years old, living with my moms and, you know, moving in with her. You know, I was stressed, man. I was depressed. I was full of anxiety and I had to go to therapy because of that. And I realized my therapist told me that, hey, you know, you suffer from depression. I didn't feel depressed at all. But depression in men, you know, is frustration and irritability, 
and anger, alcohol consumption, womanizing, you know, it just came in different forms of most men. And for me, that's what happened, you know. So, but I had to get back, get back and um, get back in line with myself. But while I was checking out with ICU, you know, they, they were trying to set me up with courses for, with the dietitians, you know, they gave me pamphlets with injection shots and how to figure out my carbs and, you know, all these different like this. And I was like, man, I'm about to die. You know, but as I, as time went by, with a year or two going through that, I was stressing, man. I was managing stress horribly. You know, I was afraid to eat because I didn't want to stick myself in my core with my insulin. I didn't want to prick myself in the morning with my finger to know what my numbers were. You know, I was that pinch. I hated it in the morning. I mean, like you got you telling me that me, I have to live for the rest of my life like this and you know the doctors and they was like yeah you got you got to do this you got to do this for the rest of your life <laughs> and that's what they told me and I you know I was like for the rest of my life that scared me and I realized guess what that's what they're trained to tell you but guess what I've been off medicines now for close to eight years no pricking no injections no pop no pill popping none of that and my stress went down too because you know what I had to sacrifice a lot of things I had to educate myself more you know and I had to realize like you know you don't have to live like this for the rest of your life they condition you to live like that for the rest of your life however now if you're not strong enough to go through the, through the steps and the process of elimination and sacrifice and you know removing a lot of your vices then guess what you're going to live like that for the rest of your life but I'm, be, I'm, I'm a living testament that you don't have to do that. But the main thing I want to talk to you about is about, is about being uh, a diabetic and dealing with your stress, man. You know, with stress management and everything that's going on in the world, like COVID and, you know, the recession, you know, worry, worrying, anxiety and depression, like all these things. And really tie in and really uh, affect people you know with type 2 diabetes it can cause really serious health troubles you know you know and the results of increasing your stress so you know you want to you want to make sure that you're practicing some tips and strategies to really reduce your stress you know because everybody gonna get hit with stress no matter what it is you know but at the end of the day stress management is so important for everybody's health but in particularly vital when you're living with type 2 diabetes you know that's because your body you know the way your body responds to stress can increase your risk of diabetes complications you know it can really really increase your risk of diabetes complications you know and you need to find a time where you can prioritize your stress management you know with the, with the recession going on and the pandemic and uh, uh, everything I mentioned earlier with COVID and the monkeypox, you know, it can, you know, it can put you on the on the urge, on the edge, to feeling super sick. You know, maybe you know you lost your job, you lost your loved one, uh, a coworker tried to sabotage your contribution to the workplace. Maybe your car died, maybe your pet died. Wherever it is, these things can cause, you know, an uh, 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 increase in stress levels, right? Especially, you know, back in COVID, you was doing, you was shut in, you was, you was dealing with um, social distancing, like all these things can cause, you know, stress levels to go up, man. And you know, we we want to really, really try to help bring down our stress so we can get to get back to a sense of normalcy, you know. And that's what it's all about, man. Especially if you're a diabetic, you really want to make sure that you pay attention to your stress levels because. I'm trying to tell you, it's going to really mess with your symptoms, okay? You know, we all know that it's a common thing to be stressed, man. You know, when, when, when things are going haywire, you know, you just want to make sure that, you know, you're okay. But, you know, as many as 75% of all Americans, adults, experience at least one, one, you know, one stress symptoms a month, you know? And, you know, you want to make sure that you understand what your triggers are or who your triggers are. So a lot of times, you know... It wouldn't be, sometimes, I mean, a lot of times it's who your triggers are, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. You know, it can be a spouse, it can be a kid, it can be co-workers, what's that saying, you know. 
sometimes people, man, can really, really add stress to you. So you got to realize that, hey, I'm going to have to eliminate a lot of people in my life, you know. But if I want to remain to be stress-free, reduce my symptoms as a diabetic, you got to let people go. And I know it might be a little challenging for a lot of people because you love these people, or maybe you don't. But these people are stresses in your life. You're going to have to let them go. Now, if it's a thing, maybe a career, maybe it's a job, maybe it's your car, you know, whatever it is, guess what? You're going to have to find ways to let it go. Okay, you need to make sure that you pay attention to that, man. Because if you do not, you're going to have a problem dealing with diabetes complications. Let's be honest here. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, are you stressed or is it just something else? You know? Do you know your symptoms? Do you know why you're stressing or stressing or just get, or just something else? you got to figure out what it is. As a diabetic, if you're a type 2 diabetic, and you stress all the time, guess what? It's not good for your health. It's not good for your diagnosis. It's not good for your condition. So you're going to have to identify and ask yourself, am I stressed or is it something else? You know, it can, it can be something you, you're struggling with your confidence. It can be You can be struggling with, you know, managing the condition. Like, it, it can be a whole bunch of things, man. You know, you got to ask yourself a question. Am I stressed or, or am I something else, you know? And a lot of times, you know, you may have a lot of symptoms of stress, like, you know, memory problems and inability to concentrate. I know that sometimes when I get stressed, I got to go sit. I got to remove myself and sit quietly, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, so if you like having nervous habits, you know, like biting and pacing and, you know, more you see people biting their nails, you know, they stress, isolating themselves from others. You know, um, sometimes that's a good thing, though. Isolation from others is a real great thing if you want to eliminate your stress because you want to have to eliminate a lot of people. So you got to, you know, <laughs> and when I'm stressed, I don't like being around people because it's going to show. That's one reason why I got out of corporate America because when, you know, the job stress, when it's to my stress out, you know, I have to, you know, it really bugged me out. And sometimes the people say, you know, sometimes you're a prick, you know, they're like, no, because... You know, uh, uh, I got to put these fires out because y'all not doing what y'all got to do. And that's causing me, that's stressing me out because you're taking me away from my job, what I have to do. So those things were stressing me out. But, you know, isolating yourself from others, you know, if you find yourself being stressed, you might say, oh, you know, that might be a good thing, though, you know. Uh, another thing might be sleeping too much or sleeping too little. Now, this is. We talked about sleeping habits and patterns when we were talking about weight loss just on the other day on, on, the, on the recent show, previous show. And we want to talk about sleeping, you know. Sometimes, you know, we'll sleep half the day, depending on who you are. And some people can't sleep at all. They suffer from insomnia. But these are not good things overall. Because when you're a diabetic, you want to at least get at least six or seven hours of sleep in. Eight is okay, but for many people, eight may be too long. Shoot. I know I can only do five, six hours of sleep, and I can't sleep during the course of the day because I'll get, I'll feel sluggish when I wake up. Say if I take an hour nap, I cannot do that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'd be feeling like crap when I wake up, unless my body was like, yo, you know, you're super fatigued because I push my body to the brink every day to the point where like my, I don't, I train every day. So until my body said no, shut it down. But as far as like, you know, getting too little or too much sleep, that's that's not good. And I know a lot of people was going through their, their ups and downs and the yo-yos with their sleeping practices or patterns during COVID, especially when, you know, everybody was locked in. So, you know, Netflix and chill, chilling was the thing to do. But as a diabetic, you know, you had to really pay attention to not sleep too much or not sleep too little because you're going to have serious side effects you know, when you when you get up or when you do go to sleep, okay? So, changes in appetite. When you're a diabetic and you're dealing with stress, you start feeling changes in appetite. This is not, well, I wouldn't say it's not good. It can be good or bad depending on who you are, right? Um, when you have a change in appetite, the good part of it, you're going to eat less. So, if you're going to, you know, like, 
like when, when if one hour stress I ate less right but when I did eat I ate lighter that makes any sense so I, I stuck to you know soups and broths I stuck to salads you know fresh fruits and vegetables I didn't you know I, I didn't really go a whole lot of protein as far as meat products you know I ate very light because I'm stressed and I just didn't want to do it but in the meantime I capitalized on the lack of appetite and I ate light I stick to a nutritional um, type diet it allowed me to give my my uh, my digestive system and my stomach a break from the heavy processing so that that worked to my advantage if I said okay cool I'm gonna use this stress to my advantage as far as my nutrition and my my resistance training now let's work on the six-pack and then you know when you're stressing when you exercise you got let's tie it all together right quick because when you're stressing and then you do a nutritional diet I mean a liquid diet and then you start doing light workouts and stuff like that so you're not really you know, putting a whole lot of food in your system that is, that is solid, but you're doing liquid. So that can really help you to really push in, maybe lose a few pounds, get your abdominal obesity right, you know, control your waistline. Now on the flip side of that, changes in appetite. Some people may eat too much. They go overboard, you know, they want the wings, they want the pizza, they want the alcohol, you know, they want whatever it is, they want the process and stuff, you know, they want the pasta, they want to go get all you eat, and that's a bad thing too, so don't let that happen to you, okay, so depending on who you are, identify how your changes in your, in your appetite is, and then make the necessary adjustments as well, okay, because, you know, if you're eating too much of the wrong foods as a diabetic, and now you're emotional, stress eating these things gonna have a, a negative effect on your diabetes treatment because now you don't gain more weight maybe getting too much carbs now your blood insulin your blood sugars are spiking and it's gonna come down low everything is spiking so that's not where you want to be so now you're getting up in the morning you're pricking your finger and your numbers are way over 300 and something like that you know you're gonna have a problem and that's happening every day because you're stressing you know, maybe you got chips and cookies and all, all the sugar stuff, the, the processed sugars, you know you have a problem, okay? So pay careful, pay close attention, be careful about changing your appetite. Another one with stress to do is cause mood swings. You know, as a diabetic, you know, man, sometimes when you don't eat, I know for me, even right now, yeah, I'm not still considered a type two diabetic, but I still suffer from high pole glycemia which if my sugar dropped then my mood would change you know so I, I know I need some I need I know I need to get some fast acting candy hard candy or carb in me to bring my sugar you know like you ever seen the Snickers commercial <laughs> when people say you have a mood saying you're not feeling yourself and they give them a Snicker commercial I mean a Snicker candy bar it's about 25 grams of sugar you know or they give them a coke or orange juice you know, so you got to do mood swings when you're stressing, you're having mood swings, mood swings. So you have to pay attention to your stress levels to have mood swings, okay? But if you're able to manage your moods, you know, you can use that stress as a good stress, okay? So, but as, when you're stressed out and you got mood swings, it's going to activate, the, obviously, the cortisol hormones, and that's going to go right back to the changes in the appetite, and now you're going to potentially be eating foods or drinking more than you should not be in okay so another thing is like if you haven't you know like if your if your thoughts are racing like you're anxious like when you stress like your thoughts are always going you be worrying and all these different things man you be anxious and you be these are not good so you got to quiet down the uh the noise in your head the background noise on your head so that means that you got to go someplace and really really quiet them your thoughts down sit quietly turn everything off and, and practice some meditation and um practice and practice some prayer or something like that so you want to make sure that you know you're going in there so you know although these stress is considered you know some stress are considered good stress some kinds of stress that helps you meet the deadlines at work now i like this type of good stress because you know, like when I first wrote my first book, 150 Quick and Easy Recipes to Transform Your Body, you know, that was done out of stress for, from diabetes. 
you know, because I was like, man, that was a good stress. So I used that stress to, you know, get the book done, get it published, and get it out to the to the to the um, to the to the, uh, to the world. But that was a good stress, like good stress when I have to uh, drill in, or lifting the extra weights, or walking the extra mile. You know, if you got projects done, or you got you know you got to meet deadlines at work, then you know. You know, that's that's good. That's good stress. Use it, use it. Harness the energy of the stress and make it work for you. And, you know, and then you can get to another level, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, stress in general can, you know, be bad for your health and lead to, you know, a lot of health problems ranging from anxiety and depression, high blood pressure, um, anxiety and depression, high blood pressure, <laughs> and heart disease, you know. And this, you know, just all this stuff is public information. You know, uh, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, you know, you can just go and research these things. You know, um, everything, like I said, everything on my show is going to be factual. So you can go and research everything, you know, because we want to be in alignment and giving you the great quality research that that you deserve. So, you know, when you talk about stress, when you're talking about anxiety and depression, I live through that. And, you know, sometimes I can get into it. You know, I don't like, that's why I don't like getting into it debates and I don't like to get into arguments and confrontations because I get into anxiety and I can feel my blood pressure go up right away <laughs> and I ain't got time for that so I like to try to stay in the relaxed uh, uh, things at, at all time so now that I you know I'm an entrepreneur over the last you know full-time entrepreneur you know my, my stress is high but then again I can control it. like nobody's really stressing me so when I talk about stress, I'm talking about work-related in my business. Like, how can I get the product out? How can I get more awareness? You know, how can I generate more sales? Like, these these are my stresses. You know, it's not somebody trying to clip me or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's what it is, man. You know, like, going back, like, once, once more, you know, stress can really affect your motivation to eat a healthy diet, right? And contribute to drug and alcohol misuse as well. So I know... We just talked about it a minute ago how it control your appetite. Mood swings, controlling your appetite. You know, it can really, really increase your calorie consumption or bad choices in, in food and, and not good choices in nutrition. Or it can really <laughs> decrease, you know, but we have to have a balance. So stress can depend. Everybody's different. Let me just say everyone is different. Everybody's going to have different challenges for stress. Everybody's going to have different uh, mood swings, appetite changes. I've seen it all. Okay, but one thing I do know, like according to the Bloomberg report, 2020, when we, COVID was hitting and we were shut in, the price of snacks like pretzels and chips went up 45 to 47%. You know, so popcorn went up like 40, about 45% as well too. This is 2020. It could be less now because we back outside, however, but, you know, people were home. They were snacking. They were stressing. If you were dealing with diabetes, then you definitely was, was, was stressing along with that. So, you know, and you can, you know, you can Google all these things, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, drug and alcohol abuse, definitely. People ask me, you know, can I drink, drink alcohol? I say, yeah, you, can, you know, you can have a drink, you know, as long as you're not having a drink, like, all the time, <laughs> you know, glass of wine, you know, beer, you know, uh, Tangerade, but just don't be like every day you drink a six pack, every day you think of drinking a bottle of wine, you know, for a lot of drinks, you know, a one glass can be 200 to 220 calories, depending on what type of alcohol it is, wine, liquor, whatever it is. You know, but when you're looking at liquor, when you're looking at gin or vodka, you know, all these different things like that, it's, it's made by white potatoes and corn, you know, so you got the pain, like these things are starchy and sugary. So now if you're adding that with sugary mixes and salt rims or sugar rims and, you know, all these different things like that, as a diabetic, you get increasing your risk of spiking your sugar levels. So you want to make sure that you're watching and, you know, how much alcohol that you are consuming. Right, if you're doing drugs, most people, you know, they they smoking the CBD, or they getting the gummies or whatever to help lower their stress levels. And I get that, I understand, you know, um, you know, marijuana been around so soothing people's stress for years before they even legalized it. Okay, but you gotta be mindful of 
you know, where you get your stuff from, you know, how much that you're consuming, and all that stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be every day, okay? But, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, stress can really slow or impair your, your ability to do physical exercise. But for me, I mean, for some people, they get stressed and they just want to go lay down. But for me, if I get stressed, I want to go work out. <laughs> for me, I'm like, ah, oh, I got to go work out. But I've, I've gotten to the point where I've been stressed when working out wasn't just something that would, that I can use as a coping device. It just wasn't working for me. So I had to find other projects like, you know, cutting the grass or building something or, you know, creating something that, that, that helped me better. Like working out would probably be the first thing, go for a walk, lift some weights, you know, do some calisthenics and whatever like that. But over time I realized like, man, I'm so stressed out. Like working out is boring, it's not gonna do it. So I had to find different projects that would take my mind off the stress and the, the, the things I just mentioned that, that brought me a lot of relief. So as a diabetic, you know, it's like, okay, I, I have to really pay attention to uh, what I can do, you know, and, um, it's, it's crazy though, man, because, you know, if you don't find reason to, I mean, things that really lower your stress, like everything I was just talking about, and you, and you send it there, you're not working out, man, you know, the matters can get worse, you know, like the symptoms, you know, like anxiety, man, the symptoms of anxiety, you know, is, is, is when you're, you've got the heart populations, you've got dizziness, you've got a, what is it, you know, you got excessive sweat, uh, uh, you know, you know, man, you know, low blood sugars, like the problem, you know, for, for people, you know what I'm saying, with type 2 diabetes, man, listen, <laughs> you're going to have to figure out what's, what's stressing you, what's causing you, and for a lot of people, once again, you know, it's the recession, it's gas prices, it's the possibility of being laid off, um, laid off, excuse me, it's food prices, maybe it's Atlanta traffic, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the news, maybe it's work, you know, so many things that, that can be stressing you out, but you have to identify why you are stressing as a doc, you know, especially if you're dealing with diabetes or hypertension, because, you know, they go hand in hand, they're like cousins, so we want to pay attention to that, you want to make sure, you know, that you haven't you know, you're trying to stay in control, man. You know, you gotta be, you know, man, you gotta be in, in, in a good space where, you know, um, you need to check in on your stress. And, you know, before you go into a dial, uh, uh, um, a dial spiral. So you gotta find ways to unwind, bro. You know, this is real talk, you know. You gotta take steps to manage your stress, you know. And this is what it is, you know. And people don't understand. Like, you have to manage it to the point where your diabetes or your hypertension or your overall health is not going to be in jeopardy. You know, you have to know your conditions. And I know it can be spooky. It can be scary. And you popping the pills and you going to the doctors and you can't understand why you got these headaches and these migraines, and you got mood swings, you have to take steps to manage them. You know, you got to get your meals organized, you got to get your, uh, uh, your medications organized. So if you're on the medicine, take the medicine, right? To help manage your, your anxiety or your stress. But also focus on your nutrition because a lot of times you got to have a meal plan as well. Not a lot of times, <laughs> all the time you got to have a meal plan. So if you start to feel you get yourself getting stressed out, don't reach for the chips. Get some fruit. You know, this is this is what it is. Handle all, once again, handle all your medication. And once you do, you save time to lower your stress. You know, get involved in everything that you need to be doing, man. You know, and it's like, me, I, I, I trust in modern medicine, but I don't like it too much because of the side effects. But if you can do the holistic approach, like um, going for a walk, exercising, obviously drinking some water, 
counting from um, 100 to 1, counting backwards, stretch, meditate, you know, read an audio, listen to an audio book or read a book, listen to your favorite podcast, whatever you can do to eliminate your stress, then that's, you know, uh, that's what you need to do. And, you know, me, I, I like meditation, man. I like sitting quietly. I'm always by myself. You know, I'm in my in my little zone, and I can sit there, and I can meditate. Like, meditation is one of the, man, <laughs> one of the best relaxation techniques I ever explored. And I like to stretch and meditate as I go. And I may have some um, relaxing music in the background on YouTube, and I'll stretch and I'll meditate and I'll focus on my my um, delivery breathing techniques. Like I'm breathing from my diaphragm out through, you know, uh, my nostrils. And then sometimes I'll sit there and I'll breathe in for five seconds and then exhale for seven seconds. And I really focus on my affirmations. I am. I visualize myself getting better. You know, I visualize myself healing. I am um, healing. My body is healing itself. You know, I am not stressed anymore. You know, just whatever you want to say. You know, start talking about your gratitude. And probably about 10, 15 minutes of that, you're going to feel yourself really, really getting to the point of lowering your stress levels as a diabetic. It is so important, man. I mean, just, it doesn't take long, only 5 to 10 minutes a day to practice it. So if you're a diabetic, you need to re- meditation. I can't I can't express this enough. Meditation for me, outside of exercising, is one of the best ways that I control my stress. I love sitting quietly with nothing on, or I I sit quietly. And just have some some relaxation music, some spiritual inspirational, and I just sit there and then I control my stress. You know, another way I control my stress, you know, I just no social media, no distractions, no nothing. Okay, nothing. Just tune into me, tune into my mind, tune into my body and my spirit, and become one with myself. Because a lot of times, you know. In a world full of distractions, that can really stress us out, overwhelm us, depress us, make us anxiety. You know, if you already suffer from mental health issues and you're type 2 diabetic, and you, you know, you're going to really have to practice these strategies, okay? So make sure that you really, really pay attention to lowering, uh, decreasing your, your cortisol levels, you know, from meditation. I'm trying to tell you, man, you know... It's the, one of the best things in the world. Guided meditation? God. And you can do it right from the comforts of your home. You don't have to take a class, but if you want to take a class, then go ahead and take a class. <laughs> you know? But for the most part of it, man, the best thing, man. So another thing is about, you know, muscle relaxation. You know, I love this too. You know, so tensing and relaxing each part of your body at one area at a time. Man, basically stretching it out and relaxing. Same thing. You try this on, muscle relaxation and meditation, you're going to reduce your levels of stress. As a diabetic, you already know this is what it's going to be. And you can try to do this for 12 weeks at a time. You know, and every day, keep going, keep going, keep going. When you feel like, you know, my numbers are too high, or y'all stressing me out ain't good for my health, man, you got to go and stretch. Really get it out. Relax your muscles, meditation, you know, once again, man, your numbers going to go down. So you got to find, find ways to really do that without the medicine or in conjunction with your, your, your medical treatment, you know, so... It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. The next one we're talking about is, you know, finding other ways or approaches that work for you. And like we talked about earlier, stretching, medication, um, walking, counting, from, counting backwards from 100 to zero, uh, 
drinking water, going for walks, sitting in the sunshine, you know, for 20 minutes at a time, getting natural vitamin C, closing your eyes, and just, man, there's so many different ways, but we got to realize how to do it. Ask yourself, what do I like to do to relieve stress? And then that's what you do. When you start to think about that, that's when you just do it. It can be different from everybody, but you know, once again, I find exercising to be common. You know, most people, they clean their house from top to bottom. It's a great way to release your stress, another way. Most people, they cut the grass or they do laundry, whatever it is. There's so many different ways you can do to help you. What you can do to help you unwind, you know? Uh, another one is like, you know, call your doctor, uh, your support group perfect way you know if your stress get too much and you can't you know like function and have normal relationships and you know you're depressed all the time and you got to call your doctor you got to talk to your doctor for something you know so your doctor can really help talk with you know mental health professionals to see what they can do to help you cope and uh, relieve your stress. If you got that excessive stress, if it's just unmanageable, you can't do it, then you're gonna have to get additional help, okay? So, I hope you like the tips, and remember, uh, if you're diabetic and you need to deal with your stress, these are some top ways that I like to talk about, you know, to deal with stress that I do on a regular basis, even though I'm not considered type two diabetic anymore. But when I was going through my whole diabetic spiel, you know what, you know, let me just say, let me, let me change that right quick because even though I'm not medically type two diabetic, I was released from all medicines years ago, I still treat it like I'm type two diabetic. Like a lot of things, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna eat, I'm not gonna drink, I still keep up on my regimen. So I still have a lifestyle as a diabetic versus, oh, I'm not diabetic anymore. Give me the barbecue, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't do that anymore. So you got, I had to train my mind. I had to train my mind to resist the temptations and, and, and really not go that way. And then learning stress management technique saved my life as well. You know, I had a busy career and I was stressed every day with this career. So if, if you have a career and you're stressed out every day, I, I'm not gonna tell you to quit your career or do early retirement, but if it gets to the point where it's like it's killing you, then you need to make a decision. You know, so if you ever want, even, you know, some people who were stressed out over COVID, they got terminated from their, from their, uh, from their jobs or from their careers, and they were stressed for a minute. But they realized when they got terminated or when they did an early retirement or buyout, they, they began to heal. They realized that they wasn't as stressed anymore. They began to get off the medicine and they're like, holy crap. I should have left years ago. <laughs> Ask anybody, they'll tell you. They were like, look man, when I got terminated, that was one of the best things ever. And they took that, that severance package or whatever they had, PTO, vacation time, whatever they had coming to them, and guess what they did? They started up their business. They found a way to really free themselves from the overall stressors of corporate America. Or if you was in a high impactful career, such as, you know, maybe you're in the military. I got military friends, you know, who's stressed out right now and they can't go Maybe they're stressed out because, you know, the military had forced soldiers to take uh, the, the, the vaccine and some soldiers didn't want to take it. So, you know, they, you know, there was almost time for them to get released to go home. And guess what? They held the papers up. So that's major too. And that's a stressor for a lot of soldiers as well. You know, PTSD, adult ADHD, you know, you name it, man. You know, people are dealing with it. So you just want to make sure that, you know, you are really taking care of yourself with these simple tips, uh, tips and principles to make sure that you you know that you're doing everything you need to be doing because stress in itself man is a is, is really gonna really you know aggravate your, your your mood swings your appetite your sleeping patterns your your mental health your alcohol drug assumption uh, uh, 
drug addiction, you know, whatever it is, everybody is going to respond differently to it. But as a diabetic, you need to find proven ways to uh, reduce your stress levels. It's important. Your life depends on it. Your life really does depend on it. Your stress levels. And then let me just say this. Even if you are not type 2 diabetic, even if you don't have any health issues, stress is still going to mount up. Stress affects everybody. Everybody. Stress can make you super sick. Super sick. Some people get migraines, man. Some people get ulcers. You know, stress can make you super sick, man. And if you're not paying attention and you and the stress making you, like I remember when I was going to my job, my career, every morning, as soon as I pulled on the campus, my stress levels go up. As soon as I got to my exit <laughs> where my job was, I'd be like, oh, man. And pray I don't get no phone call early in the morning, like 6 in the morning. I get a phone call like 6 in the morning, I already know my stress level is going to go up because by the time I get there to my office by 7.30, I know it's going to be a lot of stuff that I have to do and that, you know it's going to take me away from everything that I have to do because now I got to do somebody else's because you know we got to put out fires. Okay, so you want to make sure that you can you control it because you know you don't you want to have short-term stress. You don't want to have long-term long-term stress. Long-term stress is really bad. Short-term stress is going to be okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know, we get through it and we move on, but long-term stress yeah, that's kind of scary. You know, that long-term stress is like an 18-wheeler coming at you every day. That's going to stress you out. You know, definitely that. So, I hope these tips help you whether you're diabetic or not. If you're dealing with hypertension or not. Because stress is a silent killer. It can lead into stroke. It can lead into a whole lot of different things. Even death. Okay, so... We just want to make sure that you identify your stressors, identify your triggers, and then respond accordingly. Some people get so stressed out because something, somebody did something to them, and they don't take time to think, and they go have a reaction, and now they're incarcerated because just that split second of stress, uh, anger, frustration, caused them to do something that landed them in prison for the rest of their lives. So you gotta think about, you know, super healing yourself and really make sure that you're using your stresses to help build your business or build your body, build your mind, instead of ripping it down. So as a diabetic, you know, stress can really cause high blood sugar, hypertension, and stroke. So you wanna make sure, you know, that you are dealing with it. Alright, so you know, this is your guy, Terrence Hutchinson at the Old Robinson PR Media Group Studios. And we hope you enjoy the podcast. We hope that you uh, uh, really implement the strategies and tips into your life. Right? You share it. Whether you're, you know, listen to us on the expressway. Listen to, listen to us uh, in the gym, in the office. Are you sharing this to your, with your family members? co-workers, your peers, whatever it is, just remember this, stay in control of your stress, if you feel like your stress is coming, understand what's triggering it, and make the necessary adjustments, and like we just said, there are some good stresses as well, if you're the type of people like, okay, I'm feeling kind of stressed, that's going to give me the energy that I need, I'm going to push through, then use that stress to build yourself. I've done, like, to this day, if I feel stressed, I'm like, okay, I got to deal with the stress right quick. I'm not going to sit there and worry about that stress and get in anxiety or depression or whatever. I'm going to build off of that. I'm a, I'm definitely the type of man I'm going to build off of my stress. i got to do that because if I'm sitting there and I'm just wasting my time, you know, I got to build off of that. I got to I got to build my mind. I got to build my body. I got to build my business. You know, I got to build off that stress. So everybody's different. So, 
Don't let stress depress you. Don't let stress turn you to uh, an emotional eater, a heavy alcohol consumer, or, you know, increase your drug addiction, you know, domestic violence, <laughs> with road rage. Don't let your stress do that, okay? Because when you do that, you're going to increase your risk of a lot of problems, especially you're going to have a very lot of complications if you're diabetic. So stay in control. It's so important that you stay in control. So important that you stay in control because a better you means a better life for everybody that's in, around you. But when you when you when you stress less, you're happier, obviously. But when you stress more, nobody wants to be around you. Okay, focus on your diet. Increase your water, get you a multivitamin, whatever you got to do. Stay focused. All right, so this is your Best Lifestyles International Podcast right here on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, Apple, Pandora, you know, Deezer, Owltail, which is about everywhere right now. 52 countries around the world. And if you'd like to advertise with us, just shoot me an email at terrence.hutchison, the number two at gmail.com. And we set something up for you, 30 second, the 60 second script. And we'll come up with a nice voiceover commercial for you. So prices are very reasonable. You know, whether you have, you want to advertise your book, advertise your product or your brands, you know, just hit us up and we get it out there and we put it on to our shows. And we're doing shows every day. And um, we just want to get it out to the masses for you. We send you links at everything that we're putting it out on. And you can use the links to really put on emails, your social medias as well. And that's a very important thing for us. So uh, for you as well. So we appreciate you guys and we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and responding. And, you know, all right. So we thank you and have a blessed Saturday and I'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to another live episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by Sports Biz. From an anxious perspective, Season 1 is a new reality book series all the way from Tokyo, Japan. It takes readers on a behind-the-scenes journey into the business world of professional sports. Zilla, a registered sports agent in Japan, shares stories of transitioning from being an athlete to becoming an agent. This book also discusses how to get into sports business as an agent and setting up your own agency as well. This is a great read for sports fanatics and enthusiasts interested in the business of sports. The book is in English and available on Amazon, Rakuten Kobo, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Biblio, and Tolino. That's Sports Biz from an agent's perspective, season one. Go get your copies today.